All right, so we'll say good morning, good morning. We are continuing, Mirz Hashem, in Parak Yud Tes. We actually, uh, yeah, we didn't finish, we didn't finish Fridays. Shabbos, we are picking up Parak Yud Tes, Benefesh. Shabbos, remember again, we're talking about the Midah of Chasidus. So in the Midah of Chasidus, we've seen what does it mean to be a Chasid. To be a Chasid, we'll say, if you're following along in the, uh, in the Hebrew version, the Achzeg version, it's page 105. Page 105. Page 105, second paragraph down. In the, in the Hebrew, in the Hebrew. Page 105, second paragraph down. So I'll say, so remember again, in Chasidus, what have we been talking about? In Chasidus, we've been focusing on what does it mean to be a Chasid? To be a Chasid means to go above and beyond. To go above and beyond. Ultimately, again, we spoke about there are three levels of Chasidus. You could be a Chasid in actions, a Chasid ultimately, again, in the manner in which you perform those actions, and a Chasid with Kavan, with your intentions. In the world of Maisa, in the world of actual Chasidus, there's two levels. Ben Adam Lamakom, Ben Adam Lechabero. Ben Adam Lamakom, I understand, mitzvahs are an expression of divine intent, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. Once HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants, I have the ability to go above and beyond expectations, exceed expectations. Now we're focused on Ben Adam Lechabero. So Ben Nefesh, what does it mean to go above and beyond in the, when it comes to the Nefesh with the soul of your friend? I will say, whatever you can do to give Koras Rech, I will say, Koras Rech, is one of those beautiful words. Koras Ruach means, you know, um, how would you translate Koras Ruach? A quietude. Quietude. A, se- a, sense, a sense of tranquility. Whatever you could do to give a sense of tranquility to your friend. Whatever you could do for a person. To give them Nachas Ruach, inner quietude, inner tranquility. To make them happy. Mitzvah's chasidus hulaso. So I will say, remember, a tzaddik, a tzaddik, what does a tzaddik do? A tzaddik is, Hashem gives me mitzvos, bein adam lechaveiro, I'm going to fulfill those mitzvos. What does a chassid do? A chassid goes above and beyond. Whatever I could do to give happiness to another person, whatever I could do to settle another person, to give common serenity to another person, to make another person feel, I said, I'm going to do, the choshikein, shelo yitzarene b'shom minetzarkan. It goes without saying, that I avoid doing things that will give another person tsar. So remember again, when it comes to the nefesh of the other, the chassid, bless you, the chassid does whatever is within his power to go ahead and give nachas ruach, to give a sense of tranquility and happiness. So it's such a beautiful idea. So what could I do to make you happy. I will say, what could I do to make you feel settled? What could I do to make you feel at ease? So again, certainly it's the avoidance of anything that's going to give you tzad, right? Certainly it's the avoidance of anything that's going to cause you pain. But it's more than that. It's chesed. What could I do for you on a chesed level? I will say, redifa shalom, running after peace. Running after peace. What could I do to affect shalom within my relationships? That's what a chesed looks for. The atah. So now we finish this section, right? In this section, now the Ramchal has outlined for us, outlined, outlined for us, outlined for us, right? So we'll say the first element of Chasidus, which is in my actual Chasidus. And actual Chasidus again manifests itself in my actions, being Adam Lamakom, and my actions being Adam Lechabero. Those are the two components. Now I will say the Ramchal, so I want to bring you some examples. These are great. So we'll say, here we go. We'll say, I love these Gemaras. Amru, 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 Shalotamindim, Rabbi Zakai, 
So the truth is, these Gemaras are so beautifully profound. The Yoram Mesechus Megillah is the number of them, they also appear in Shabbos. These, these Gemaras where students ask their Rebbe, To what do you attribute your longevity? To what do you attribute your longevity? Right? In other words, Baruch Hashem, you've lived a long life. What do you attribute your longevity to? So I'll say, Amr Lahem, listen to this. Miyamai lo hishtanti b'soch arba amos shal tefila. Says number one, I never urinated within dalat amos shal tefila. I said, by the way, okay, check, check, right, 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 good, right, good, good. Right, that, that one, I, I, can, I can definitely handle that one. I was going to say, so understand, understand, right? Sometimes you just have to go for the small wins in life, right? So I say, so, so what I just want to point out over here is remember. They're talking about the la- right. Remember, there's no there's no set base right? There's no set lavatories. So he's saying that I was just always very makbid that I never I never took care of my bodily needs within Dalaramas of wherever we were davening, right? So there's a kavod atfila. Velo kinisi shiun lechavero, lechaveri. I never called my friend by a nickname. Velo bitalti kiddush hayom, and ultimately again, whatever it took, I never missed out on making kiddush. In other words, we'll say that he was makbid to always make Kiddush. Actually, in the footnote over here, it points out, the Kaddish ala yayin belal Shabbos. He was makbid to always obtain wine to make Kiddush Friday night. Friday night, so let's analyze. So he tells a story. So again, this is Rabbi Zaka. I said, Ima Zekina my mother was very old. Pam achos makra kipa In one time, she literally sold her kipa. She sold her hat from her head. In order to obtain funds for me, so I can make one, so I can make kiddush for one on Friday night. Mostly he didn't ask her to do that; she did that of her own volition. So watch this. So the Gemara, so now the Ramchal points out over here, in, embedded in this. So I just want to point out: the students Rabbi Zakkai are saying, Rebbe, to what do you attribute your longevity? Number one, I was careful. I was careful. Ultimately, again with davening, I was makbid to never relieve myself within Dalaramus of Tila. Number two. I never called someone by a nickname, even my friends. Number three, I never, I never neglected to make Kiddush on a cup of wine. So let's talk about this. So you see from here, an incredible, incredible Chasidus in terms of adherence to the details of mitzvahs. Are you obligated to sell your clothing to obtain wine to make Kiddush? No. No, there's no obligation like that. First, you can make Kiddush on Chalah. Right? You can, in other words, there's no obligation like that. At the end of the day, Rabbi Zakkai was makbid on the mitzvahs. So a chassid says, a chassid says, I know I don't have to sell off clothing to go ahead and make Kiddush, but the chassid says, I want to do whatever I can to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the chassid goes above and beyond expectations and does whatever has to get done in order to serve my God in the appropriate way. Umashin again, so that was chassidus ben adam lamakum. What about chassidus ben adam lechavero? Listen to this. Umashin again, lechavor chavero, shelo kino afilo kinui she'ino shel ginag, t'vershat hosasham. So listen to this. Ben adam lechavero, he made sure to never call his friend by a nickname. Now we'll say, it goes without saying a nickname that's disparaging, right? We're not even talking about that, right? This is even a nickname that's not disparaging. Still, Rabbi Zakkai was makbid to not call his friend by a nickname. Not going to use a nickname for someone. For Rafuna, Gamkin Kasher Gemi, Shalavusho, 
another example. We'll say, Rav Huna, Rav Huna sold his belt in order to obtain wine to go out and make Kiddush. Right? He used the reed as a belt. He sold his belt. We'll say, another example. What, what, now what? Is there an obligation to sell your belt to make Kiddush? Absolutely, absolutely not. But that's, but that's ultimately, again, what the chassid does. The chassid exceeds the expectations. We'll see another example of this. Sha'alu. How did you merit longevity? I never used the shul as a shortcut. And I never trampled on the heads of the students. Now what does that mean? So so again, what does it mean he never trampled on the heads of the students? So I remember, the students used to sit on the ground when the Rebbe would give shear. So what would happen? Rabbi Zakkai, I'm sorry, not Rabbi Zakkai, Rabbi Elizabeth ben Shmuel was saying, I never came late to shear. Because if I came late to shear, what would happen? I would end up kind of, look like, walking on top of the Talmudim. So I was always makbid to get there before the Talmudim, so it would never have the appearance of walking on top of them. Now, I will say once again, would Rabbi Lazar, would Rabbi Lazar ben Shamua be, be warranted in walking in, in walking in after Talmudim? Of course. But he was makbid not to do anything that should be perceived as a slight to the dignity of the other. The same way that he was careful not to do anything which would be perceived as a slight to the kedusha of a Beisach Nesas. Rabbi said, this is Midas Chassidus. But Sham, Shalut Hamidim as Rabbi Preda. So ultimately, the Tamidim as Rabbi Preda. But Maharachim Rabbi, to what? How do you? Why did you merit longevity? Amr Lahem, listen to this. Miyamai lo kedamani adon la beis hamedrash. No one ever got to the beis hamedrash before me. I was always the first guy in the beis hamedrash. For lo perachti lefnei kohen, I never went ahead and I never led benching when there was a kohen present. For lo achalti mi behemish lo homer chumatinosel. And I never ate from an animal, ultimately, again, from which the matnos kuhuna were not separated. Rabbi say once again, examples of midas chasidos. One more. How did you merit longevity? I never allowed myself to be honored through the degradation of my friend. And I never went to sleep. Literally, again, with the curse of my friend upon me. What does that mean? Let's listen to this. One time, Ravuna was carrying a shovel. He wanted to take the shovel from Ravuna. He felt it wasn't, it wasn't appropriate for Ravuna to be carrying a shovel. So Ravuna says to him, If you normally carry a shovel in your city, then I'll let you carry it. But if you do not normally carry a shovel in your hometown, I will not have my covet upheld through your degradation. Now, I will say, this was a case ultimately again where Rav Chana was offering to take it from Rav Huna, but Rav Huna refused to allow his honor to be bolstered through the perceived degradation of another. Harilanu, Shi'afa Pishamashmos. Even though, again, it sounds like that, what does it mean, when he says, what that sounds like, actively degrading another, so as to bolster yourself up. 
What do you see? The chassid, the chassid does not want any form of covet. If somehow his covet is going to result in the degradation of another, even if the other is willingly offering up this degradation, so to speak, even if the other is willingly, the boss said, that's the chassid. The chassid does not want anything negative happening towards another team. So I will say so again. We'll, we'll see, we're going to stop over here today. We'll see more examples of this, but the takeaway message is, this is all chasidus b'maysa, actual chasidus. And the actual chasidus represents transcending, or God, I should say, exceeding expectations, both in the realm of bin Adon Lamakom and bin Adon Lachavei Rabosai, Shkoyach.